What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 13 of the Aaron Wayne Podcast. What's up, guys? Aaron here. On this one, we do a little bit of rambling, doing a little bit of wrapping back into this podcast thing, talk about ultra distance running, talk about school, talk about yoga, talk about, uh, what else do I talk about? I talk about Elon Musk, I talk about Appalachia, I talk about country folk, I talk about a little bit of everything. Here we go. What's up, guys? Hope you're doing well. I am kicking it. I'm wearing a jacket right now. I'm going to take my jacket off. Watch out. Gun show. Here we go. Um, yeah, man. Life is good. It has been a while since I podcasted, and it's been on my mind. I went out to a brewery with some friends this weekend, had a good old time, and have you ever had this happen where you're talking, 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 and you're like, ah, I want to get this idea out, but then you can tell that people have like tuned out, A, because you're not interesting enough, which is probably the case for me. Or B, because it's just like you're in space and things are distracting and people want to talk about something else. And I was like, man, um, I should be podcasting because I got these ideas. Not like I'm, I'm not some like savant. I'm not a genius here. I'm not spitting anything that new to any of us. But um, I just want to be able to talk freely without feeling like I have to um, tailor what I'm saying to gain attention. Cause I do that for a living as a teacher and as a yoga teacher, it's like, Hey, here's this thing that we need to talk about. And I got to do it in a way that keeps you engaged and is interesting to you. Um, sometimes I just want to explore ideas on my own and have people bounce back at me. Um, so I don't know. That's that. So I hope you're doing well, man. I, uh, a couple things, um, since the last podcast, I think in the last podcast or maybe the one previous to that, I just looked out my window and I was just reminded that I put a big old dent in the side of my van, not the side, but the back corner. Katie and I went to, for my birthday at the beginning of October, we went to, um, Mount Rogers, which is the highest point in Virginia for some backpacking. It was a blast. We like hung out, had a fire, got some hiking done, played around in the van. It was awesome. Especially since we're not living in the van right now, it's nice to be able to just like play and be in the van. But, uh, I tried to park us. There was this beautiful campsite that we found on I Overlander, which was a free campsite in the middle of the national recreation area and, uh, near trails and near a Creek. And on Friday night we parked in one spot and had a nice night. And then on Saturday night I was like, that spot over there looks good. So I tried to get us right next to a creek, and the van wasn't having it. I went down the hill, backed up once, went forward. Katie, and all the while, Katie's like, you can see she's like, she's totally gripped. Like she's holding on to our chihuahua. And like, I'm like trying to be cool about it. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of a cool spot. You know what I mean? And then I was like, I think we're a little too close to that fire pit. So I went to back up. And while I was backing up, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm not going to be able to get up this hill to get us back out from where we are. And we're going to be stuck here and we're going to die in this van. The Creek's going to overtake us and we're going to live for just a few more moments before the wilderness takes us. And while all of this is churning around in my head, I back into a tree. And so I see a big dent in the back of my van right now. And as soon as I hit it in my head, I'm thinking like, don't say anything. Because I was frustrated enough. The last thing I needed was Katie being like, I told you, we shouldn't have gone down here. That would have been frustrating for me. But she was very supportive. She was super cool. It's my birthday. So she was like, she dealt with the fact that I put a big dent in the back of our van. There's like tree bark stuck in the hinges. Thank 
praise Odin that the door still works and I didn't screw that up because that would have been a huge headache, especially on the side that it's on. What am I talking about? Oh, in the last podcast I was talking about, um, so it's, I've uh, celebrated my birthday since I did a podcast. Um, and before that I had an experiment that I started, which was to make a vlog once a week for the four weeks or whatever before my 32nd birthday. And I did that because I was watching a lot of Casey Neistat YouTube videos. And I was like, Casey's doing it. I should too. And I like his aesthetic. I like that he's like very, uh, I like the the energy that he creates in his, his vlogs. And I also like, um, I like the, the cutting, the cinematic quality of it. But then also there's like this ruggedness to it. And if you don't know who Casey Neistat is, just look him up on YouTube. He makes great, great vlogs. And I was like, I want to vlog. And I don't know if I actually want to vlog. I like the idea of having vlogs because like, or having videos of my life because I have a very poor memory and it's nice to be able to like see those things and like really focus on them and like create a narrative out of my life. Um, and then I was hit with this idea. Um, and I put a link in my, what did I put this link here for? I put a link and next to it, I wrote, don't optimize that which shouldn't exist. What is that from? Oh, it's from Elon Musk. Yeah. I don't know if this audio is playing for you guys or not, but it's this clip of Elon Musk being interviewed. And I, I think the big takeaway that I took away from this was, yeah, so I have no idea if you guys heard that because I barely know how to use GarageBand. But the quote that I pulled out of it was, don't optimize something that shouldn't exist. And I was like, why am I spending all this time on this vlog? I'm like recalibrating my schedule. I'm, I'm filming the thing, which is like cool, but also like I have to create a narrative through speaking to the camera, which I don't feel uncomfortable doing. I feel very comfortable in front of the camera, but you know, it takes time. It takes time out of, you know, just going on a hike with my wife and like pulling out my phone and being like, what I got to tell you guys is that we're on a hike. And it's just like so dopey and stupid. Um, and I enjoy watching vlogs. Like I've watched a bunch of vlogs, but it's like, why, why did this the world need another one of me doing that? And I think that there's a, a bit of vanity involved in thinking like, well, if I make a vlog, people will want to watch it. And it's like, no, they won't. And if they do want to watch it, they should probably be watching something that's more fruitful for their brain. So don't watch my vlog. Or do. Hmm. I don't know. So I don't know. I, I like the idea of making stuff. Um, I just like the idea of making and building. In fact, after I do this vlog, um, vlog after I do this podcast, I'm going to try and finish the roof rack on my van. Um, and I tell you that. But in reality, I'm probably going to eat leftover chili and lay on the couch until I teach yoga at 6 p.m. <laughs> Watch this documentary called This is Appalachia. And it was this, um, I think she was a New York Times reporter, but she was from West Virginia or Kentucky. I think West Virginia. And the whole documentary is um, following her. So again, it's called This is Appalachia. I know I'm talking kind of quickly, trying to keep up because I'm going to keep on talking. I'm not going to stop talking because that's the whole point of the podcast is to talk. And she said the whole point of the documentary was that she was in her hometown, but she had left her hometown because a hometown in West Virginia and she became like a accomplished writer and writes about the Appalachian experience, but also writes just like without her 
culture as in the forefront, but just like kind of humming along in the background. You know, she brings up the common things that people think about, which is uh, oftentimes if you're part of an, um, any underclass, um, whether it's like um, black people in the inner city or uh, Spanish speakers who speak with an accent or um, people with disabilities or um, or people from Appalachia. And if you're in one of those groups and you feel sensitive that I put you in a group with other people, it's like uh, one, the point I'm trying to make is that society at large makes judgments on the ways that we speak or the um, inability um, because of a disability of us to speak. And so, um, or even just like being in a wheelchair, a lot of people, you see somebody in a wheelchair, so many people just make an assumption about that person. It's just, it's so twisted, but she explores it in this documentary from her cultural upbringing in, you know, as a hillbilly in Appalachia, that's her term, not mine. And the town that she's from celebrates hillbilly culture and celebrates Appalachian culture. And I think that's beautiful. And I think it's great. Um, and what she, I think is trying to articulate with this documentary is that, just because someone has a Trump sign in their yard doesn't mean that they're a racist, terrible person who, you know, wants to put Mexican children in cages at the border and, um, you know, tear down public housing. I don't think that I I think that that's a, a key point that she tries to make, but then also, you know, having a lot of family and friends and, colleagues and you know I live in Appalachia having a lot of those folk around me you know some of those people do want those things they just don't know how to say it very clearly do you know what I mean and maybe I'm assuming that's fine politics man I just I'm, I'm ready for the political season to be over I hope that um dude little Dicky the rapper <laughs> just did this hilarious Instagram video where he was just like it just naked on you on Instagram and was this is like super weird and inappropriate. I probably shouldn't even be talking about this, but he just talks about politics, but he's doing it like dressed like with no clothes on. When I say dressed, I mean undressed and doesn't mention the fact that he is naked talking politics. And so I guess it's funny because he's just like being crude. All right. Enough of that. I'm going to get fired from my teaching job even talking about that. Why do I even bring it up? All right, whatever. But the Appalachia thing, Tyler Tyler Childers, or Childers, I always say Childers, but I think he probably says Childers. But Tyler Childers is a country music star. Not a country music star. He's not like Brad Paisley or, do my kids, some of my kids listen to country music. I have no idea the artists that these kids are into, man. Like, and they all look like TikTok stars. All these country music singers. They all look like they've got their hair. I'm making fun of them, but I'm because I'm like doing my hair to the side now. But they've got this like swoosh kind of hair thing. And they got torn jeans and boots. But it's like, dude, how are you as are they appropriating the country? Are they from the country? And if they are, are they really like boot wearing folk? I don't know. Everything's so divisive. I was just talking about country music. Darn it. But Tyler Childers had a new album came out. It was just a, He called it an old-time fiddle album, which I just thought was really quaint, beautiful. Um, that's like a step, like a step removed from me. Like that's Those are terms that I think I could hear my grandma saying, but not my mom saying, if that makes sense. 
So my grandma would say something like, oh, it's just an old-time fiddle album, if she was into music. But that's like, um, actually, she was into music. I don't know much about my grandma. My grandma didn't like me. She didn't like me. She told me she didn't like me. She told my mom she didn't like me. That's strange, right? Maybe that's why I'm crying out like, please watch my vlog, (laughs) my grandmother. No, I got enough love for my mom in, in spades to account for the fact that her mom didn't like me. I'm going to have a sip of seltzer water. Mm. Mm. Mandarin orange. Are mandarin oranges, where are they from? Are they from Asia? Is mandarin an Asian term? Yeah, mandarin. I got to look this up. I'm going to get canceled. I'm going to get canceled. I have two people that watch this podcast. Mandarin. Yeah, mandarin is, is a language. Yeah, what a stupid thing I just said. Cantonese and mandarin, right? Mandarin. And Cantonese, those are the two Chinese languages, right? Chinese language is Mandarin. What a stupid thing to say. I knew that. I'm tired. I've been teaching all day, so just forgive me. But are Mandarin oranges from China? That's interesting. I think apples come from like some of those like smaller countries that are like a like in dead center of like where Russia, Europe, and China meet, like Kazakhstan. I think apples come from Kazakhstan. What am I even talking about? The Tyler Childers album. He says he writes an old time, old time fiddle album, and at the end he has a song called "Long Violent History," which is, you know, the first time I listened to it, it's like, oh, this is a nice song. Second time I listened to it was after one of my yogis said, "Hey, Aaron, you should listen." to this YouTube video where he explains what that album um, was about and what that end song, because it was like, it's like 10 tracks, it's just like fiddle tunes, and then at the end, it's this song, it's this beautiful song called Long Violent History, which is about like social uprising. And one of my yogis said, hey, before you listen to the album again, um, watch this YouTube video, this is like six minute YouTube video of Tyler Childress saying, you know, and he's from, he's from Kentucky, he looks like, you know, he looks like what he sounds like. He is a country, Kentucky, like millennial, but like celebrates the culture. Like he's still in the game, you know what I mean? And his music sounds like it. Old time fiddle album. And so he says like, you know, I had some friends who said that if I didn't put context to this last song, that it would be taken out of context and it would be, um, confusing for people and they might think that I think the exact opposite of what I'm trying to say in this song and I I, I encourage you to just go watch what he has to say about it but um, what it brought up for me is the reclaiming of Appalachia and the reclaiming of Virginia like I'm a Virginian I'm proud to be a Virginian I'm proud to be from a place that has such a rich and complicated and beautiful and terrible history all at the same time like you know this is the state where the most, uh, you know, I think the most presidents come from Virginia. Many of the founding fathers were from Virginia. Um, many of those founding fathers owned human beings and didn't set them free. So, like, that's a complicated part of the history. You know, the first um, successful colony is on the coastal waters of Virginia in Jamestown. That then went up the James into Richmond. And, like, the whole country, like, blossomed out of Virginia. Um, and, again, it's worth mentioning, like, it should go and said that that blossoming came at the 
terrible detriment to, you know, the Powhatan Indians and, um, uh, the Cherokee and, um, all of the local, uh, natives that lived in these areas, Shawnee, um, yeah, the, all of them, um, the Sharando, uh, all of these tribes like had their land taken from them. But if we're talking about American history and how America grew that, like that's part of the story. And that was here. So like Virginia, the history of Virginia is the history of this country in so many ways. And on a, like in every way it is the history of this country. Um, it, by analogy, you know, you have some of the most successful and greatest businesses here now and in the past um, as well as some of the worst atrocities. Like Virginia was one of the last states to desegregate the schools. Like that's terrible. Um, and Charlottesville a couple years back was the site of people protesting, bringing down the uh, Confederate statues and then people pro- counter protesting to that protest, which ended up in someone dying because of this dude ran through the protest with a car. And like, so I think that as a Virginian, like I, there's a responsibility that we have and, you know, being part of Appalachia more greatly. And uh, you, the cool thing about Virginia is not just all Appalachia, you know, you have the Piedmont region. I'm like, come to Virginia. Virginia's for lovers. Um, <laughs> I just, I love my state and I really value um, the music, the food, you know, biscuits and gravy, googly moogly. My mama used to make biscuits and gravy. And I say that unironically, I say unironically that my mama used to make biscuits and gravy and uh, I loved it, man. And now I make a vegan biscuits and gravy and that is the symbol. That's what it is. Sorry. I didn't mean to yell at you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't yell again. That's what it is. It's vegan biscuits and gravy. That's the whole point. What do we have that we can keep and how can we make it better? It's vegan biscuits and gravy. Yeah. What a symbol. I'm teaching the Raven to my honors kids right now. And uh, every year when I teach, I teach Edgar Allan Poe in the fall, specifically in October of every year. And dude, when I read Edgar Allan Poe, I am reminded of the depths of despair that are available to people. And it's dark. And then I always end the unit with reading the Raven and I read it with my honors kids. Sometimes I read it with my gen ed kids. It's, it's hard. There's a lot of symbolism. It's a hard poem. And so I definitely read it with my honors kids and sometimes read it with my gen ed kids. Um, my gen ed kids are going to read the cask of Amontillado or Amontillado. And that one is awesome. If you haven't read the cask of Amontillado, just read it. It'll take you 40 minutes, 20 minutes. Like just read it. It's an awesome, awesome story. And it's terrifying that Poe thought of it. You can also find a YouTube video of it, but I read the Raven with my kids, my honors kids. And you know, that never mall like that idea, the kids really pick up on that. The Raven is a symbol of grief or depression or despair. Um, you could find arguments for any of those things. And that he continues to say nevermore, nevermore, nevermore is like a reminder to those of us who have experienced depression, not like, you know, not like grief because that's a natural, normal process, but people, people who have experienced depression, that's, that comes unannounced, 
uninvited and seemingly to last forever. Um, one of the things that I've always found refuge in is, um, the Buddhist prince, uh, the Buddhist idea that, you know, nothing lasts, nothing lasts, even the best things don't last. But if we're going to take that as a tool to really be present when the best things are happening, we also have to remember that even the worst things don't last forever. And so that's the big lesson that I take away from uh, Buddhism. It's like all things come to go. But when you're in depression, when you're in that space of depression, never more. It's like, you know that, you know that lesson. You've learned it. You've seen it time and time again. But when you're in it and, you know, you're taking two-hour naps in the afternoon or, you know, you're overeating or you're, you know, not calling your friends and family and you're in that depression, watching too much TV, it, it, it does feel like it's never going to end. And your brain does this trick. And I think that's what, like, real despair and, um, you know, the depths of the human brain, if you allow that idea to germinate from the seed that it is Navamal, then it can like wrap its tentacles around you. So always remember nothing lasts forever, including the bad stuff. So I think that's a great lesson. What else I got here? I got a notepad. Is there anything else interesting I'm talking about? Yo, my buddy just ran a 50 K. I helped him crew for it. When I ran a 50 K, it was about seven years ago. No, six years ago. I'm 32. And I ran it on my twenty sixth birthday, and um, when I ran a fifty k, it was all right. Aaron, here's something you don't think you can do. Can you do it? Try to finish. And I went through it, and it I like went five minutes over the time cap, but I finished. And at certain points, I was on hands and knees because like I was so under trained for it. My knees were just like in excruciating pain. Um, it was raining, it was cold, uh, it was challenging, 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 like real darkness visited me on that trail and I was, but I finished. Um, but I tell you that story to juxtapose it with my friend's story, which is I'm helping him crew for this, which if you don't know, crewing is just like, you know, you make sure that they have water bottles are full and that they have food. And like, you see them in an aid station be like, all right, Hey man, what do you want to do? What do you want to eat? Uh, we're, we're going to try and get some water in the next station. We'll try to eat this, blah, 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 blah. So you just try and coordinate with them. And so we were riding in the van with his dad and, um, we passed the first aid state. We did the first aid station and he was, you know, doing well. And then as we were driving to the second one, we were driving past the leader and his dad said, hey, start a stopwatch and we can see how far off he is from the lead. And I was like, what? And then it dawned on me that, I mean, I've done 10Ks, I've done 5Ks, I've done 50Ks, I've done races, right? Um, at no point in any race I've ever ran was someone like, hey, let's see how close he is to winning this thing. <laughs> but my buddy man like and he's been running for four months i've talked about it in the podcast before he's just been leaving me in the dust and uh yeah my man crushed it so good on him i'm proud of him i'm not talking trash i'm talking i'm saying that i'm really proud of him and i'm using my experience as a story uh to just kind of be funny i was thinking on my way here i was like 
I was listening to a podcast, um, fighter and the kid, and they were talking about doing stand up. And I was thinking about like, okay, I teach every day for about four hours straight talking, right? I teach four classes during a normal non COVID year. I teach five classes at 55 minutes instead of teaching four classes at, um, 60 minutes. And I was thinking, um, cause a, uh, a standup will say like, Oh, I got a good hour or, you know, I got a tight 30 minutes or I got a good 15 minutes or something like that. They talk about in increments of time. And I was thinking I run out of time when I'm teaching and like today, which is so frustrating when I run out of time as a teacher, but I was thinking today, like I, I, for a living, I talk for an hour at a time. And when I teach yoga, I talk for an hour at a time and I had just a glimpse of the arrogance that I had, the ego inside of me flared up. And he's like, dude, you talk for a living. You could do stand up. And then I started thinking to myself like, yeah, Aaron, you could do stand up. Go do it, buddy. And then, uh, I realized like, no, <laughs> what are you talking about? You can't just go do stand up because you're capable of talking for a long period of time. It actually has to be interesting and funny. And then it made me think about the podcast because on the way home, I was like, oh, I should record a podcast today. It's been, you know, maybe a month, maybe three weeks at least since I've recorded a podcast. I got one in the cooker and I got this one will come out next week. But um, I thought, well, you're, Aaron, your podcasts aren't funny. How are you going to expect to make stand up funny when you're in front of people and nervous? What a dope. I, I, I would enjoy it, though. When I do really, really enjoy public speaking when it's going well. And I don't know what that is. I, uh, I don't know what it is. I think it's, um, maybe I just desired attention. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, I definitely desire attention. I think we all do. We just want, uh, even if you don't think you do, you probably just want the type of it. You just want a type of attention that you haven't gotten before. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you genuinely just want to never talk to anyone ever and be left entirely alone. But I think we all want to be seen. And I think some of us have a desire to be seen by more people. And I think that's what that stupid vlog was. It was like, people watch things. I should make them watch things. I don't know. I'm still in my school clothes. So speaking of watching things, this is on YouTube. So if, if you go to my YouTube, which is Aaron Wayne Yoga, um, then you'll be able to check in and look how ridiculous I look in my work clothes seated on the floor at my yoga desk. What else do I got? I got like two minutes before the time cuts out. I'm just going to do a 30 minute or today. I'm getting back in the swing of this and, um, I need to make a regular schedule of this. Katie and I go on our walks. We've scheduled walks. Um, and if you're in a committed relationship, it's important that you schedule the time, especially if you get really busy, like we do, you got to schedule the time. Cause if you don't, it's just going to vanish. And then next thing you know, you're watching fourth season of the episode. Uh, Next thing you know, you're watching the fourth season of The Office, sitting on the couch, eating spaghetti because you're both too lazy to cook something real. And all you're doing is watching The Office. So you got to schedule time for your partner. So Monday and Thursdays are our walks. And I think because uh, I can get home, my kids leave at about 2.50. Um, I've been managing my time really well at school. So I can get home around 3, crush a podcast, be done at four, go for a walk with my wife at four thirty, and then boom, I'm living the dream. I told you I wasn't going to yell at you again. And I'm sorry that I did. I think I'm going to wrap it here guys. Yeah. Wish you well.
that's it guys that's all we got for you hope you had fun uh getting back in the swing of this thing i feel like every podcast is just like every journal entry i write which is i should be doing this more i should be writing more i should be doing more podcasts so uh hope you had fun um keep tuning in we're gonna keep cranking these out um follow along my instagram is aaron wayne yoga i'm checking in on that maybe three times four times a week uh shoot me an email at hello at aaronwayneyoga.com or um check out the website we got yoga teacher trainings coming up in january which is exciting you can do it remotely too so whether you're in blacksburg or wherever you are in the world come through yoga teacher training is going to be a blast all right man catch you guys on the next one peace